Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're all back on a pain-free Friday, coast-to-coast with Carver High. So uh, the thing is, as far as UFC Felder Dos Anjos fight night card uh, on Saturday night, tomorrow night in Vegas at the Apex, just go to PharrellOnTheBench.com for all of Mafia's uh, UFC fight night snags. Great picks. He's killing it, raking it in the box for everybody. Uh, all those picks will be on PharrellOnTheBench.com. Uh, as far as uh, NBA uh, movement, there is some talk going around, a lot happening. We're getting closer and closer to the draft and free agency two days after the draft, and then training camps will open on December 1st, and they'll start playing on December 22nd. Carver, I know there's a story uh, right out of the gates with the Magic and Mr. Gordon. Yes, there is, and you're right. Next week, Scotty, is going to be very heavy in terms of rumors and trades and things because the draft is on Wednesday, and then free agency begins on Friday, so a week from today. So next week's going to be hot and heavy when it comes to the NBA. The Magic are trying to use Aaron Gordon and the number 15 pick as trade bait to move up into the lottery, try to get into the top 10. So there's somebody that the Magic have their eye on, Scotty. Are you willing to get – I mean, Aaron Gordon, he makes a lot of money. I get that. Uh, would you be willing to go and uh, grab an Aaron Gordon if you're one of these teams between 5 and 10 and move back to 15? You know, I think Aaron Gordon has game. I think he's had some injury problems, and I saw him out of the lineup a lot in Orlando this year. So I think that might be, you know, their line of thinking, that he's going to have more of the same the rest of his career, and they'd be willing uh, to give him up. I mean, the guy can flat-out ball when he's healthy, and he's tough to stop. Uh, He's got game for sure. But that's a nice piece. I'm sure there's teams that'd be interested in Aaron Gordon for sure. I have no idea what they want to do moving up uh, the Magic. I've seen their new unis with the orange lines in them. They're styling. But uh, I don't know anything about what they want to do. I'm not that stoked about this draft. I know a lot of people say it's deep. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's deep. Uh, I think it's the most average draft I've seen in years. I think, you know, at the top even, it's lame. Uh, nobody even knows if they want Mello uh, or if they want, you know, to go with Edwards or if they want to go Wiseman. Uh, nobody knows what they want to do. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, Obi Toppin low, but not low enough that the Knicks could get him. I still think, I really believe this, uh, and without a doubt, I think he's going to be the best pro player. 
Uh, he stands out to me, his game. I think he's uh, got a grown man's game. He plays inside and outside. He plays at the rack. He goes up to the 10 and finishes against bigs. I think he's a powerful player whose game is already uh, ready, tuned into the NBA. I think he played an NBA-style game in college at Dayton. And a lot of these other guys are just so raw for me. Wiseman's raw. He never played. He got in all kinds of trouble with the NCAA. Melo's been playing all over the world. Uh, ball. I think he's better than his brother. I think he's got a better stroke than his brother. He passes as good as his brother. I don't know if he's as fast as Lonzo, but I think Melo is a better player than his brother, and I think you'll see that. He may be uh, the prize of this thing in terms of style, and he's got multiple facets to his game. But then you go beyond that, it starts getting real sketchy for me. I'm not impressed at all with the rest of that draft. The Celtics are eyeing Drew Holiday. The Pelicans are shopping him. The Hornets have emerged as a suitor for Russell Westbrook. The Knicks have too, Scotty. Heard it today again. Uh, if the Knicks are willing to swallow all that salary, uh, Russell Westbrook could be at the Garden. Yeah, I don't uh, like believe for one minute that he wants to go play in Charlotte, to be honest with you. I could be wrong, but I mean, if the Knicks are willing to pay $130 million to Russell Westbrook, to run the show at the Garden, at the world's most famous, with RJ and with Mitchell, I think uh, that might catch his eye. I think he might have interest in that. He's already tried everything else. Let's face facts. Uh, he's been through it all. He's uh, been through the Oak City stuff, been through the Rocket stuff, been through playing second fiddle to Harden in Houston. I don't believe for one minute he enjoys playing with him anymore. And I've said that all week on Coast to Coast. But if he took over the Knicks, uh, he would be the cheese in New York for sure. Uh, I'd love to see him get him. I'd rather have Russell Westbrook than Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul, his game is incredible, but his age scares me off. You got to pay him over $41 million both years. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather pay Westbrook the $130 million. I think he's got way more game left in his tank. Welcome in all of our radio affiliates right now, coast to coast on Sports Grid Radio. Mike Connolly uh, is going to stay with the Utah Jazz, Scotty. He's going to make a cool 30, I want to make sure I got it right, $34.5 million for Mike Connolly next year. That's a good reason not to opt out if you're him. Well, uh, obviously he had them by the onions, and I think he's got game. I don't think anyone doubts uh, Conley's game. I think he's a great veteran player. I think he uh, played fantastic with Spider Mitchell on the Jazz. And, you know, they got a new, rich, powerful, young owner. Uh, I see no reason for him to want to leave. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, uh, the pitcher for the Mets, Stroman, who decided to stay because they got a filthy, rich, new owner. This new uh, high-tech owner of the Jazz takes over from the Millers, and I think Conley has no problem getting that easy 34-and-a-half scratch. And I think he's worth it. You know, there's a lot of guys that he's better than that are making over $40 million. And uh, you can't tell me that Mike Conley's not a good player. Victor Oladipo is committed to winning that championship with the Indiana Pacers, Scotty. 
You know, listen, uh, there's some truth to that. Uh, you know, he played in Indiana. I think he does love the Hoosier State. And I don't see what the problem is with the Pacers. I think they're a solid franchise. He should stay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. We bring in Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider on Sports Grid and Coast to Coast. You can follow him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam, we start with the Colts and Titan game last night. Uh, you and I talked at great length yesterday about the running back situation for the Colts and uh, how they've been using three <laughs> running backs. I thought Naheem Hines uh, was incredible last night. He was getting huge chunks uh, on his carries. He had a couple of touchdowns. And then late in the game, they were using Jordan Wilkins, and they barely used Taylor. I know they got excited about when he ran over a guy in the game, and they talked about how powerful he is. But that's irrelevant considering how few carries he got. And when the game was on the line, they had him nowhere near the field. It really is amazing. And they talked about doghouse. Maybe they just uh, they don't like him as much as these other two. You know, for all for covering this business for 21 years, just talking to coaches privately. There becomes a point where they go, you know, we have to win. We're going to go with the guys that we totally believe in that can handle the job now. Now, Jonathan Taylor was drafted clear to be their starter, but the, the future is not now. They're going with the guys who are getting it done. You mentioned Naheem Hines. Give Frank Reich credit, the head coach. I've been critical of him with the usage of the of the running backs and some of the, of the offensive scheme, but he had it going on last night. Hines was terrific outside formation, very explosive running back. He's been more of a changeup uh, in his career. Remember Marlon Mack? who was their starter to begin the season towards Achilles, so he's out for the season. But Taylor was drafted to replace Mack really next year. Not so much this season, but because he was a second-round pick and he's a power back, as you mentioned, they wanted to get him in there. But remember, Hines and Wilkins were the two guys that they drafted in 18. They know these players very, very well. They've been with them in off-seasons. And they're kind of riding those guys right now. And Wilkins, you know, you mentioned it. That was the surprise to me, though, in this game. That was the one surprise. They, they've doubled, they're up by 17 points. Here's a perfect opportunity to use Jonathan Taylor, just run the clock out, and they didn't do that. That, to me, was a surprise, but give them credit. This was a great, great effort from the Colts, pillar to post. This was both sides of the football. Special teams, they had a touchdown, and right now they are in control of the AFC South. I mean, how about how their defense dominated that Titans offensive line the whole night? It, it was embarrassing. Yeah, and I do want to mention this because this has been mentioned to me by other teams of, of, of play the the, uh, the Titans. 
Taylor Lewan is one of the top five to seven left tackles of the National Football League. He's out for the season due to a torn ACL. They're using Tyson Brylow, who's a really good, versatile backup offensive lineman. You can plug him in uh, at guard, at right tackle, left tackle if you have to for a short period of time. But you know as well as I do, Pharrell, when you're asking backup players to continue to start potentially the rest of the season, at some point it's going to be a problem. Dennis Kelly, a good, versatile versatile backup. He's now the right tackle. If, if Taylor, their first-round pick, uh, um, would happen to be available, then maybe he would be playing at the right or left tackle and starting for them, but he can't. And Dennis Kelly, who's been a good story for them, remember they made a trade, they got him from Philly uh, four years ago, and he's been a good story for them, but he's really a below-average starting right tackle. So you're now seeing their, their pass game, and Ryan Townsend will not be able to get it done like they'd want to. This is a game where, yeah, sure, the Colts have a good defense, one of the most improved defenses, but there were opportunities there. They couldn't get the job done, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, if you and I had to turn in our picks for the rest of the way, I'm going with I'm I'm going to go with the Colts over the Titans simply because I think right now they're the healthier team, and when you're healthy at this time of year, you got a better chance of, uh, against the teams that are not as healthy. It's it's really as clear as that. And I thought Rivers looked really good, Adam, and uh, Pittman looked good. Uh, they were throwing the ball all over the field. Yeah. I mean, they had it all the they play them in two weeks in Indy, and you're right, you got to go with the Colts. I was surprised how easy they won that game last night. The blocked. Punt. I thought the Shankopotamus uh, Daniel punt that went like oh. 10, 15 yards. That was embarrassing. The Titans had a rough night, and now they got to go to India in two weeks and probably get their hands full. Let's switch gears now and talk about the Dolphins and Chargers. Tua against Herbert. It's going to be great. But there's some key players uh, that are going to be out of this game, Adam. Yeah, let's start with the Dolphins here. Preston Williams is one of their two starting receivers. A, a tall receiver has been a good, good story of development. If you might remember last year, he was an undrafted free agent. Unfortunately, towards ACL, he had a really good rehab. So he won a starting job this year, did a good job. Unfortunately, he suffered a foot injury. He's going to miss a minimum of three games. Now they've got the COVID issue on defense. Two starters right now are out. Christian Wilkins, one of their two starting defensive tackles. And Kyle Vanoy, remember, he was brought over from New England. He signed a major contract because Brian Flores knew him. He coached him in New England. So right now, Christian Wilkins and Davin Godshaw is out for the season. He's their other starting D tackle with a torn biceps. He, he, he was lost earlier this season. So that will help the Chargers, and there's no doubt about it. Had Wilkins and Vanoy been playing this game, I'd feel a lot better about the Dolphins' chances because their defense has really been coming on. Uh, you should look for Jakeem Brand, who's a very small receiver, 5'7", 170, to start for Williams on the outside. So these injuries are going to help those Chargers, and the Chargers will be without Jerry Bosa uh, with that concussion. And look for the Dolphins, excuse me, the Chargers to add Kalen Balaj, who was originally drafted by the Dolphins. Did a great job last week, by the way, coming off their practice squad. Look for him to call him up for the second straight week. Justin Jackson, that's the reason why that they're not, they're going to call him out uh, back from their practice squad because Justin Jackson is out with a knee injury. And Bose is still out, uh, so that's been a problem uh, for the Chargers. All right, let's talk about the Steelers and Bengals. Where are we on Ben Roethlisberger here with those knees? Yeah, we listen, it, it was all to do about nothing. Mike Tomlin basically said that in his, his own words on Friday. He said his knees are fine. It was never an issue. But what happens is when you have a 36-year-old quarterback, and it gets banged around a little bit with his knees. You get concerned about it. Now, with the COVID issue, let's get to that. Tomlin made it very clear, and this has been their expectation all week, because everything has gone well for him in the COVID protocol, 
that Roethlisberger will be able to be activated in time for Sunday's game. And they think they'll be able to get that done on Saturday in time for their Saturday walkthrough. The Saturday walkthrough typically is about an hour where you just go over your base plays, but you want him throwing the football because he didn't practice this week. Just to get his timing down a little bit. And obviously they have the, 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 the pregame warm-up on Sunday uh, at home. By the way, that game is against the, uh, the visiting Bengals. So you don't have to worry about travel there. But all signs right now are good that Roethlisberger will be behind center against the Bengals on Sunday. What's the deal with Joe Mixon on the other side of the ball for the Bengals? Yeah, he's not going to play with his foot injury. He has not practiced. This is ninth straight practice that he's missed. Giovanni will, Bernard will fill in the eight-year veteran. Also, we should note this is very important for the Steelers' run defense. I'm told that Tyson Aloualo, their outstanding nose tackle, the run reason why he's still in the National Football League, playing well in his 30s, great run stopper. I'm told he's got a grade two MCL sprain, but he will play. Uh, he's back, I'm told, a week before he should have been. This is a good sign for them because if you if you recall in that Ravens game, when the Ravens ran for over 200 yards, they started to go off with their run game as soon as Alo Alo left the game. So they are expected to get him back in the lineup, and that is a good thing for their defense. And Mike Hilton, by the way, with his shoulder. He's got a chance now. He's missed some time here. Uh, who's their slot corner? Does a great one of better slot corners in the National Football League. He's got a better shot to play this week because uh, he did a little bit more practicing this week than the previous weeks. So uh, the Bengals also have no Geno Atkins. Bobby Hart uh, yep. has got problems because uh, of the knee. Is he out as well? Yep. Yeah, Atkins, you know, it's, this is awful now because Atkins will not play due to personal reasons. Remember, they lost their other starting uh, tackle, a DJ Reader for the season. And Hart, the right tackle out. This should be an absolute blow, blowout. No, also, by the way, the Bengals said that Bob Bicknell, uh, he is not going to be available due to COVID-19 related reasons. And might, you might remember Troy Walters, who's going to fill in for him. Troy Walters was a draftee out of Stanford many, many years ago. Uh, respectfully, I got 30 seconds. Uh, the wind could be a big factor in this game uh, into the mid-20s. Yeah, and you know, the, one of the, hard, the, the kickers always say one of the hardest places to kick is in Pittsburgh. Because of that wind, man, that coming in, it's going to be 90 to 22 miles an hour. So I would expect a lot on the run game. And as we said, with Geno Atkins out, you should see a big game for James Conner bouncing back after last week's tough game against the Cowboys. All right. So, and you give no love to Joe Burrow. You think the Steelers blow out the Bengals? I love them. I am a huge Burrow fan, but I just don't see it with, with their offensive line problems and their defensive problems. This should be, should be a blowout. And I expect the Steelers to bounce back in a big way. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about a great game in the Valley. You got the Bills and Cardinals going at it in Zona. Josh Allen against Kyler Murray coming up with Adam Kaplan. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're we going to learn. And most of all, 
I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real quick, Cam, who are you taking in the Cal-UCLA game Sunday morning at uh, the Rose Bowl? <laughs> Good question, Scotty. Uh, pro- probably the over in that game. Uh, watching UCLA's defense play against the Colorado Buffaloes, I was none too impressed. But, uh, yeah, they got really no defense there, and they could put up points. Probably the over. I'll take a look at the line movement in those games. But crazy college football on uh, Sunday before the NFL, man. It's 2020. Hey, so uh, John Rahm is on fire right now at the Masters. Uh, he's looking like uh, he's playing some fantastic golf and DeChambeau's in all kinds of trouble. He better birdie this putt here. He's running out of holes. All right, Cam, game time decisions coming up top of the hour. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot. Great job. You, you too, Scott. All right, Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. He's on Coast to Coast every week, Monday, Thursday, and Friday, like you read about. He loves Forelevision. And uh, we're talking Bill's. Cards in the desert, in the valley, great matchup. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday that, uh, you know, here's Josh Allen. I know I talked about him a lot on on this show and on my radio show about what he's uh, doing in Buffalo. This is a a really good team. They get no respect, and they beat Seattle in Buffalo, and now they got to turn around and go play a tough team in Arizona that lost – to the Dolphins at home last week, and I have my druthers whether they'll lose two in a row at home. What do you think of this matchup? I think it's great. Yeah, I was wrong last week. I'll admit I, I did pick the Cardinals. I didn't think they would struggle like they did defensively, but I got to give Tua credit and, and Brian Flores and the Dolphins credit for coming in there and winning. It's not easy to do that on the road. They did a great job in an awesome game. Now, let's flip the script to this week's game. Now, talking to the Bills, you mentioned Josh Allen. The thing for all that they really worked on really hard with him is his downfield accuracy, which was atrocious last season. They worked on it. It's important to him. I, w- I was told that he worked with Stefan Diggs before the, the COVID shutdown of the offseason. They spent a week together, and it clearly has helped him. There's been no quarterback who's improved as dramatically as Josh Allen. Yes, Kyler Murray has, certainly as well. He's now under the running for the MVP, but so is Josh Allen. He's been terrific. Sure, he's had a couple games that weren't as good, but he's super athletic. Big arm, great leadership, as, as a couple of people with the Bills told me. The players absolutely love him. The coaches love him. He's been an incredible story. But Kyler Murray, awesome, awesome season so far. You know what I love about him? And also Josh Allen, for the most part, they don't turn the ball over. When you don't turn it over, that means you got more chances to score and throw the football, and they're doing that. And this is, to me, this should be or could be, the highest scoring game of the season. It would not surprise me if both teams scored in the 30s. Remember that Seattle-Arizona game earlier this season, which is maybe the best game for passing the season at Arizona, ironically? I think this one could surpass it with two of the best young passers. You know, uh, Trey White, I thought, looked really healthy last week and fantastic against Seattle. He makes a huge difference for that uh, Bill secondary. You think Kyler Murray's going to have problems with uh, Trey White? He's good, but they don't play man coverage. They're a zone coverage team. So you try to pick on the other guy. Now, we should mention for the Bills, there is one injury concern. Micah High, one of their two starting safeties. He got hurt on Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday's practice, added to the injury report on Friday. 
They held him out, as I understand it, for Friday. They're still optimistic that he could play. But if he can't play, to me, that's a little bit of a problem because the Cardinals are a team that will go with four wide receiver. We call that 10 personnel. Uh, the Bills will do it. One player I do want to mention for the, the, the Bills, uh, from talking to them, they love, absolutely love, uh, Gabriel Davis is one of the rookie rookie wide receivers. They've taught him every receiver position. The X, the slot, which is the Y, and the Z move position. That's why he's playing a lot right now, and he's been a great story of development. And you got to give both teams credit. Their younger players are really developing. And quite frankly, I didn't think the Cardinals would make the big jump that they've made this season. Uh, they're absolutely going to push for a wild card here. I'd be very surprised if they don't get one of those extra wild cards this season in the NFC. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's talk about um, Seattle coming off that loss to Buffalo, right? So now they have to go uh, play the Rams at SoFi. How do you think they bounce back? Like we were talking about Arizona losing to the Dolphins. Now they got a big game. Same thing here with Seattle. They lose in Buffalo and they got another big game. How do you think they'll respond in Russell Wilson? Now the hope is because about within the last 30 minutes, Picaro made it very clear that He's, they, he thinks, based on today's practice participation, which is a light practice, but nevertheless, he thinks that Carlos Hyde has a chance to play. He's the number two running back, and Chris Carson did a little bit of work today. They're still questionable, but they need them back because they need a power runner. They, they need to help their defense out. Their defense has taken a, a significant regression this season. Their hope is that Jamal Adams, now he's back from his groin injury, as you saw last week, could blitz more. It's, it's been tough. This is the worst defense Pete Carl's ever put together in his 10 years w with his football team. It's it's one of the reasons why, in addition to they, they, they've been throwing a lot this season, which was their plan, as we told you a couple months ago, but they're having to throw away too much. They need a run game here, and the only hope that they have is to get the run game going, get their defense off the field, because it, it's tough to watch their defense. It, they're just not competitive on that side of the football, not as competitive enough to win a football game right now against a team like the Rams, who come off their bye, by the way. Uh, they're coming in pretty healthy. So this is a fun game. There's some fun games this weekend. The old NFC West matchup, the Seahawks at the Rams. are looking forward to that one. Adam Kaplan with us on Coast to Coast on a pain-free Friday. So let's talk about the Patriots props. They got like 20 guys on the injury list, and they're taking on uh, the Ravens. I think that game's at Gillette. Uh, and obviously Cam Newton played better against the Jets than he has over the last month. Do they think that that's just a facade because, uh, you know, he has really regressed and then all of a sudden he has a decent game against the Jets? Where are the Pats and Belichick on Cam Newton moving forward? And have they resided to the fact that even though they won the Jet game, that this is kind of a lost season? Well, they're not. Belichick will never do that. But what's happened here is he's starting to get more familiar with his pass targets. Jacoby Myers, the undrafted free agent from last season. They gave him a pretty good guarantee of his contract for a guy who wasn't drafted, and he had a huge game, uh, 12 catches and well over 100 yards. That's the thing here. When you don't have an offseason, you don't have a preseason or an abbreviated training camp, you're not familiar with the guys that you're playing with. And we, we'd said it earlier this season that the word that I had heard from guys who played for Josh McDaniels is that it's a very tough scheme to learn for a quarterback in a short period of time. You need months, not weeks, to learn it. And it was good to see. You could say all you want about – that defense that they were playing with Greg Williams, uh, the D coordinator with the Jets, having to blitz a lot because they don't have a lot of talent on that defensive side of the football. But we started to get find somebody who could throw the ball to, and that, that Jacoby Myers 
Uh, did a great job there. There's no doubt about it. Now, this game on Sunday night looks like it's going to have rain in, in Foxborough. So we'll see how the conditions are there. Uh, they do have a running back they really like in Damian Harris, who's got two injuries now, chest injuries, the one that kept him out of the, uh, the second half uh, against the Jets. But they do really like him. He's doing a really good job. And he actually could be their future starter running back. Because Sony Michelle is talented, the former first-round pick. But he's had way too many injuries. Damian Harris is a kid out of Alabama. They really, really like a former third-round pick uh, last year. So keep an eye on him. But when you look at this 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 game here, and you mentioned all the injuries, Stefan Gilmore did get back to practice. He didn't practice yesterday, but he did practice today. Uh, they think they're going to have a lot of those guys for this game. But the Ravens, I'll tell you what, though, if they don't get their passing game going, man, they're not going to go very far in the playoffs. Their their passing game has probably one of, been one of the most disappointing this season I, for whatever reason, whether they didn't have enough practice time in the offseason, whatever it is, everybody I've talked to who's watched their tape tells me one of the most puzzling passing games they've seen. The run game's great, but they cannot pass the ball very well this season for whatever reason. Maybe it's because Lamar Jackson's not a good passer, and no one wants to admit it. And and they used to say that he couldn't pass. Then they talked about he's an MVP, he's the greatest player ever. Now they're scared to say he can't pass, which is exactly what it is. He's not a good passer. Uh, is Matt Patricia in big trouble in Detroit? Oh, l- listen, the, the ownership said last year that they had to play meaningful games in December. Well, they're still out of the picture for the wild card race. This is a huge game for them, a very winnable game. They come back home against a bad Washington team that is still alive for the NFC East. So look, yeah, I mean, if you and I put our our, our list together of, t- of coaches who need to start winning to make sure they come back next year, Matt Patricia is number one on my list. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's got nothing but problems. Uh, talk to me about uh, what the Packers are going to do to the Jaguars on Sunday at Lambeau. Yeah, this should be a smackdown. I mean, this should now Jair Alexander, their <laughs> top corner. Yeah, it should be. Jair Alexander, though, is doubtful with concussion. He's a really good cornerback. And Kevin King, their other starting cornerback, has been limited for several weeks with his quadriceps injury. So you get concerned about that. He's a terrific player, but hurt a lot. They still shouldn't have a problem. They, this game, you can play this game on Mars. There's no way they should struggle. The Jaguars' defense did play better last week, but overall, it, they're very, very – they're super young. Like, this Jaguar team in two or three years, you might go, wow, they really drafted well in, in 2019 and 2020. But the problem is, right now, they're not. these guys aren't ready for prime time. This should be a blowout. The Packers should not struggle at all. I, I expect them uh, to get it going this week. We told you last week, uh, prior to the Niners game, I, I said that uh, the Packers will blow out the Niners. This sets up to be another blowout, this one, though, in Lambeau. So I know it's Monday night, and we'll have you on Monday to get ready for the Vikings and Bears, but what is going to come of the Bears' anemic offense and Nagy and the play calling? It's a disaster. You know, I give him credit, Pharrell. He's willing to give it up. It would either be to their OC or their quarterback's coach, DiFilippo, if he does it. Bill Lazor's his OC. Uh, the, the, the three of them told have a very good relationship. Well, you know what? Sometimes I know Andy Reid did this in Philly. He would hand it, hand it off to Marty Morningweg. Other head coaches have done it over the years. It sometimes it's a blow to your pride, but you know what? Their offense has struggled. But I will tell you, they were without three offensive linemen last week. The center that fill in, Alex Bars, who went to Notre Dame, he never played center before. He's really a guard. They just have had a lot of injuries. They've had a lot of bad luck. So we'll we'll, we'll see what they do there. But this is a yet another winnable game for the Bears if they can protect. Watch Darnell Mooney, their fourth-round pick out of Tulane, actually fifth-round pick out of Tulane, 
who they absolutely love, who has a chance to be a big-time player in the future once they get their quarterback situation stabilized in years to come. You know that Adam's going to be at that Eagle-Giant game. He'll be all over that one. We'll see you Monday night. Enjoy the games this weekend. Adam, great job as usual. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so uh, just an update uh, on who's hot right now, right? Like, so we already know uh, answer Smith, Thomas Johnson at nine under, Cantlay, M, Matsuyama, and Rom all at eight under. Willett, Fleetwood Mac, Rose, CT Pan, and Louie at seven under. Ferrelli Fratelli at six under with Shoffley and Casey Reed. And then Lefty, Kepka, Howell at five. Your boy Ricky at four under with Horschel. It is all evolving at Augusta National for Saturday at the Masters. It's going to be fantastic. But we have priorities, including more pain day, Skinny. Let's hear from the players now, Carver High. Let's dance. Yes, let's do it. We'll start, Scotty, with last night. The Colts get a win in Nashville over the Texans. Here is Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers. He says it's a big win, but we got a lot more work to do. Here's P. Riv. This is nice because we don't have to go start, you know, start back to work on the on the Green Bay Packers on Tuesday as it would be a Sunday game. You can enjoy it a little bit, but I still think that mindset has got to be all right. You know, you know, we don't go take care. You know, you got to keep going because we, we will unless we continue to get better and continue to find ways to win football games. We'll look back at this one on November 12th and say, well, that, well, cool, that was a cool game, but it didn't matter. You know, so we gotta, we gotta keep stacking them. But uh, yes, this one was huge. This one was a huge game. We knew it. Uh, it was going to be huge either way, but coming off of last week's game, not finding a way to beat the Ravens, it was, it was even bigger. And uh, you know, we'll see them again in, you know, 16, 17 days, but first we gotta, uh, we get to regroup and, and get ready for the Packers. Yeah, I don't think he's done yet. I think uh, Rivers uh, manages a game and is very slick with his passing and who he throws to, where he throws. He doesn't make stupid uh, mistakes. I think the guy still got it. That's a dangerous football team. Their defense is for real. I was saying that to you last night on Pharrell on a bench on Sports Grid Radio overnights, cover high, how. That defense uh, and that, uh, you know, stopping the run and their pass rush, they were roughing up Tannehill in that game. That Colts team, they're going to the playoffs. They mean business. What do you got for me on uh, Tom Brady today? Well, here's Tom Brady. He's going to lie to you right now and tell you that he remembers (laughs) the losses. He remembers the losses more than the wins. This is a man who has won six Super Bowls. Here, Scotty, it's Tom Brady. I remember pretty much all the losses. I probably don't remember all the wins, but I definitely remember all the losses. Uh, you know, I think they all stick with you because you're competitive and you want to go out there and play your best every week. And you realize it's a, you know, you're not a movie actor where you get, you know, six takes when it doesn't go right. You know, you go, oh, let's, let me do that one over again. I asked that one up, you know, let's run that back. So, you know, you're a football player and you're making split second decisions and you always wish, man, I made every split second decision right. But uh, that's just not the reality of uh, of the sport. So you got to try to improve it as best you can. 
about not throwing three picks against the Saints for starters? That'd be a nice way to like forget about that uh, nightmare. What you got for me on uh, Baker Mayfield? They're playing, by the way, the Bucks and uh, Carolina against uh, the Panthers. And I got to tell you, that line was at six, now five and a half. It's moving. I'm a little surprised. I thought it'd go the other way because everyone thinks the Bucks are going to crush the Panthers and blow them out. You heard Adam Kaplan say it. I know a lot of betters think it. I'm very sketchy on why that number is five and a half. Yeah, especially with McCaffrey not going to be in the game now either, right. Scotty. But home home dogs in division games have been very profitable uh, profitable this year against the spread. Let's go to Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Uh, they had the bye last week. Baker, you know, he got in the film room. He got into the scouting department. He really wanted to work on his game. Here's Baker Mayfield. For me, looking at uh... – Missed throws, some of the things that uh, turnover plays, uh, and looking at the reasons why, um, and just kind of reevaluating that and being extremely critical of that. Uh, and I think looking back at what we could have done better, and learning from that what we what we do well, what we don't do well, what we can grow from, and just all those things. But uh, for me personally, looking at those turnover plays, the negative plays, uh, and to see. It- they need to come off the bye and beat the Texans in Cleveland. That's all there is to it. Uh, the Texans have been terrible all season. I don't care how they played a couple stretches where they've looked good. I think the Browns have to take advantage of them in their building and get it done and cover the three and a hook. Raiders have been playing very good football recently, Scotty. They take on the Broncos this week here. Quarterback Derek Carr, he says, home field advantage, ha! There hasn't been any of that for anyone this year. Here's Carr. You know, obviously we've played some good football teams uh, at home, and uh, we haven't done our job uh, well enough. And um, one thing that uh, just in my in my college days, one thing we always talked about is protecting our home turf. You know, I think my last two years in college, I don't think we lost at home, and it was a it was a point of emphasis. It was some, and that's easier said than done. You know, it's easier to do it when you know the fans, the atmosphere, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like right now, without the fans, everything's just kind of like an even playing field, you know. Uh, you know, it's uh, the communication. There's no uh, noise aspect. There's no hostile environment kind of thing for some young guys to have to learn and deal with and all that kind of stuff. I just think that's going to be a good game uh, with Locke against Carr and Denver uh, versus Vegas in Vegas. I, I think it's going to be good stuff. So let's get it on. That number, uh, the last time I checked, it was at five. But – uh, I think the Raiders are better than the Broncos, but I don't know how much better they are. I think that's going to be a better game than anybody thinks. Everything you think is automatic in the NFL never happens. Two of the top ten picks in last year's NFL draft will square off Sunday in Miami, Scotty. Tua and Justin Herbert both have played very well so far this year. The Chargers have just been missing out week after week after week. Here is Tua, Scotty. He says this game is more than just me against Justin Herbert. Well, I I just think that's, you know, that's just something that's going to have to be dealt with in the media. I mean, I have no animosity towards <laughs> towards Justin Herbert. And for me, it's not even a competition between me and him. Um, it's a competition for, for myself to go out and, you know, see what I can do to help our team be successful against their defense. Um, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for, for Justin as well. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of my, my thought with all of that. 
I'm hoping that uh, Tua, uh, you know, hones his interviewing skills soon in Miami. Because you know what he sounds like? He sounds like a guy that Nick Saban never let do interviews. That's what they do down in Alabama. They don't let any of the players talk. And then when they go pro, they sound uh, foolish when they deal with the media. I think he's uh, terrible so far talking to the press. I like his game, though. Bills in Arizona, you and Adam talked about it. Should be a fun one coming up on Sunday. Bills cornerback Trey White, Scotty, I thought last week looked the best that he's looked all year. He finally looks healthy, playing well, and he's had a little bit of a rivalry in the past with DeAndre Hopkins. Back when Hopkins was with the Texans, he had mentioned that Trey White, maybe not that great of a player, didn't put him as one of the elite cornerbacks. So White and Hopkins renew rivalry here this Sunday. Here is Trey White. Oh, man, it's fun. You know, whenever you can go up against a caliber guy like that, uh, it brings the competitiveness out of you. Uh, you don't know uh, what to expect the whole week. You know you're going to get targeted. Uh, and you know no matter what, if you got him covered or not, the ball still is going to come, so you have to finish. So that those are the type of things that make me thrive. I, I, I thrive in moments like that and situations like that where I know that uh, coming to the game, no matter what, that I'm going to have opportunities to make plays on the ball. And uh, it's just going to be up to me to make those plays just knowing Going against a, up against a caliber guy like that, you're not going to shut him out, but you just got to try to uh, limit the damage that he does to our defense. And uh, I feel like uh, if if I do that, be able to do that, I give our team a, a good put our team in a good situation where we can take advantage of some things. It's going to be great watching White against uh, Nuke. I think Hopkins is incredible, and I love White. I think this is the game of the week. Uh, in the NFL, and I think you're going to dig it if you watch it for sure. I know you got another one. You got a little Russell Wilson for me? Yes, big divisional game in the NFC West as the Seahawks take on the Rams. Here's Russell Wilson on facing the L.A. defense. That's going to be a tough challenge. We Every time we play these guys, it's always a great challenge, and uh, we always look forward to the battle. We know it's going to be a great game, and, um, you know, I think they fly around. They do a lot of great things. they got a lot of great players. Obviously, Aaron Donald. It's arguably, you know, you know, one of the best players to ever play this game in that position for sure. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, Brock is a great player. They got a lot of guys, you know, so, uh, you know, the, the additional Floyd, too, is a great player. Um, you know, obviously Ramsey, uh, as special as it gets at the cornerback position. So uh, it's going to be a great matchup. And, and uh, you know, we have, a, we have a great offense, too, and they got a great defense, and it'll be, it'll be a great, great game. I think it'll be a good game as well. It's so far. Uh, all right, Carver High, you ready to run down these NFL pain day games and my snags? Yes, it is pain day. Let's run through all of the games coming up on Sunday, Scotty. We start Texans and Browns minus three and a half for the Browns at home. Eagles and Giants right now at MetLife minus three and a half. The Eagles are road favorites here, Scotty. Bucks minus five and a half uh, at Carolina. Lions at home against the Washington football team as a favorite. Big number between the Packers and the Jaguars at 13 and a half. All right, so uh, I like uh, the Browns. I'm going to lay it in Cleveland. I think they'll beat the Texans. Uh, I like the Eagles over the Giants in Philadelphia. I'm going to lay it. I think I could get burned on that game. I thought the Giants should have beat the Eagles the first time they played them. They blew a 21-10 lead late in the game with five minutes left. That should have never happened. I like the Bucks to win, but Panthers to cover. I got them at six. It's five and a half now. Washington and the Lions. I'm on the Lions here, and I'm going to lay it. I got it at uh, four. It's moved to four and a half on FanDuel. 
Jags pack. I'm going to go pack here to win, but I'll take the 14 spot. I think the Packers are going to take the Jags completely as if they're uh, playing a, a lightweight and it's a joke game for them. And uh, it's too much wood for me. I'll take the double digits hoping for the backdoor cover. What else you got, Carver High? Bills and Cardinals out in the desert. Right now it's gotten to minus two and a half for Arizona, Scotty. Raiders in Vegas, minus four and a half against the Denver Broncos. The game in Miami, minus one and a half. Miami favorite over the L.A. Chargers. Bengals and Steelers, it's six and a half right now. Be careful of Joey Cover, Scotty. I got the Bengals at eight when it opened up. I like it a lot better at eight than six and a half. Steelers win. Bengals cover the eight. I don't know about six and a half. I'd be scared. I like the Dolphins laying the one and a half. Originally, I was willing to lay two and a half. It was my top play. Broncos cover the five. I got it at. It's four and a half now. Raiders win the game. I'm going to middle that one as well. And Bills Cardinals. I'm going high risk. Bills on the road getting the two and a half. Carver High, who do you like in the Bills-Arizona game? I know you don't bet on your Bills, but have some stones and tell me who you like. I think that the Bills can absolutely win this game, and I think that they will. Going to the bye, very strong. Defense a little bit better than Arizona. They've been playing well and getting turnovers. Josh Allen will make one or two more plays than Kyler Murray, Scotty. I do have four more games for you. Saints and 49ers, minus 9.5 for the Saints, Seahawks and Rams, minus two for the Rams at home at SoFi. Ravens are a road six-and-a-half-point favorite at Gillette on Sunday night football. Geez, don't we have flex scheduling for a reason? We got to watch that on Sunday night. And Monday night, we'll talk about it then. But the Vikings, minus two-and-a-half against the Bears. I'm going to go Bears on Monday night. I'll take the two-and-a-half. I like the Ravens to win and cover the six-and-a-half. I'm going to go Seattle. Getting the two on the road to win outright against the Rams. And I like the Saints. And I'm laying nine and a half. I think they'll beat them by at least 17. I think the Niners have too many injuries, too many problems. I think they're going to get whacked like Green Bay whacked them. So I think there's great games this weekend. I got to get in on that uh, Cal UCLA spread. I got to find out what that is. Three games tonight in college football. I'm stoked for all of it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Carver High. The Warriors, who seldom come out to play, are saying that they're going to shoot for 50% capacity at the chase in the city by the bay, yay, in the way, yay. Uh, they're hoping to get city and state officials uh, and Gavin Newsom to allow them to have 50% capacity at, uh, or, uh, not at Oracle, at the new chase. We'll see if it uh, goes down or not based on how uh, the numbers are spiking across the country. It's crazy what's going on, but that's what they're saying. Liverpool star Mo Salah has the haunt to Carver Hunt. Not a good situation there for Salah, a great player. Boy, all that uh, soccer that they won at Liverpool and all that Champions League and all that Premier League, it took a toll on that team. What happened to them? Yeah, yeah, they've definitely struggled here. That's the price, Scotty, of playing that many games over a couple of years stretch. I'll tell you what really bothers you, and Salah's out of this. They should not be playing these international friendlies. 
I'm sorry. There's no reason with the current situation around the world to be flying guys all over the place away from their club teams for these meaningless international friendly games. It's silly, and it's just going to cause more guys to get sick. No doubt. Uh, huge loss today for the Notre Dame family and the fighting Irish fans everywhere as the legendary Paul Horning passes away at 84. Very sad story, Derek Carver. We never like to lose Legend. one of the Irish. Uh, horses feel as much pain as humans when whipped. A developing story, Carver High. I would have never thought that uh, being whipped felt good for anyone, let alone horses. It's a pain no, in the I, ass. I figured, I figured everybody would have a problem with that. Right. Also, Tom I mean, Brady everybody. loses his dock and jet skis in uh, the tropical storm Ada. He lost his jet skis and his dock. What a shame. Men forced to do push-ups as punishment for not wearing a face mask in Indonesia. Drop and give me 50, Carver High. And Disney loses $710 million on pandemic problems, crushing their park business. Uh, the Disneyland and Disney World and Disney's all over the world having problems with the Honda losing money left and right. Disney, no wonder they're laying off people at ESPN. Those are the people that were supposed to be working the cameras at the Masters. They got guys from Disney at the theme park now running the cameras. Game time is next. I'll see you tonight on the bench. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.